0: it's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue2life.com slash shift. My guest today is Carl Mecklenburg. Carl's a former Denver Broncos captain and all pro linebacker. He rose from being a college walk-on and 12th round draft pick to a pro career that included six Pro Bowl and three Super Bowl appearances. Considered the NFL's most versatile player, Carl played all seven defensive front positions. Bronco coaches and wanted it at the point of attacking to move him throughout the game. There were games where Mecklenburg played all seven positions in the course of a single game. Carl Mecklenburg talks about his transition from professional athlete to professional speaker and entrepreneur. He uses his experience to serve the community and truly wants to make an impact and share values that help people grow. We talk about how much the professional football experience compares to personal development necessary to start and grow a business. He believes that success requires a willingness to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Well, Carl, thank you for joining me today. I'm just looking forward to a great conversation and just learning about your journey. Well, thanks, Robert. Absolutely. So, Typically, I ask people to share about their entrepreneurial journey, but obviously you've made a transition from professional football to entrepreneur. And so would you mind sharing um, just how that's come about and and how you feel about being an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, Robert, I. uh, I did make a step uh, and it's a challenge coming out of football, football, you were told uh, when to do what. Uh, how much to eat, what to weigh, when to work out, when to be there, when to be home, and all that. And then all of a sudden, um, it was gone. And, it, you know, uh, my wife tried to take over, but that didn't work too well. <laughs> so uh, my, uh, yeah, my, uh, my entrepreneurial trail uh, is around speaking. I'm a professional speaker. Uh, and I'm I'm a uh, one man show. Basically, I, 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 uh, do the do the marketing, do the uh, accounting, do do everything uh, connected with that uh, that business, and it's been it's been so rewarding and very successful. And uh, I find the things that allowed me to be successful as a professional football player are the same things that allowed me to be successful uh, as an entrepreneur. So I think I have a lot to say uh, to your uh, viewing audience, and and uh, you know in front of in front of groups around the country.
0: Well, absolutely. So, I mean, you mentioned a few challenges there of, you know, it sounded more like uh, the NFL was a lot like my Marine Corps experience with a little bit of
1: There's, It's like, okay, uh, kids open up your presents fast. Dad's got to go to work on Christmas, whatever. It just was, you know, you just do what you got to do.
0: Yeah. So what was the biggest challenge in, in going out on your own?
1: Well, i think i think um one of the biggest challenges was uh i was used to being a part of a team uh used to being surrounded by um, like-minded people uh by coaches by uh trainers by by people who you know understood uh what we needed to do to get to where we wanted to go and and uh, stepping off on your own is, is a challenge. And, and I don't think anybody does it on their own. You know, you can call yourself an entrepreneur, but if you're going to be successful, you better have a mentor. You better have some, uh, some people that, uh, that understand the business that you're in, that, that you can bounce things off of. And, and I found that in the uh, National Speakers Association. Uh, once I started attending National Speakers Association meetings, getting involved with those folks uh, I found it to be very, very helpful to, especially to figure out the, um, the business side of it. You know, as a, as a as a speaker, I'd I'd uh, I'd grown up around storytellers. I'd I'd been interviewed a thousand times. Um, I was pretty comfortable with that piece of it, but the the business side of it was a challenge, and, and I
0: needed help. Yeah. So you mentioned mentors and and obviously finding an association. What? Uh, for an entrepreneur looking looking for a mentor, what, what would you recommend that, that that they look for?
1: Wow, um, well, uh, somebody who has more experience than you do, and somebody that you get along with, you know, and somebody who's willing. It's it's a it's a challenge to find people that have have enough time to do that. But then again, I know personally as a mentor, as a football player, as a mentor, as a speaker, um, I always get more out of it than I put in. You know, if, if you're if you're an entrepreneur out there who uh, who uh, ha- has had some success and 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 feels comfortable, you'd be surprised when you when you start talking to people, you're reminded of all kinds of things. Oh, yeah, I should probably do that still. <laughs> so so, uh, yeah, I, f- I find it very helpful.
0: So let's talk about the, the power or the need for for connection. Obviously, as a professional football player, you have a network, uh, a connection to a lot of people and, of course, this this title, right, this reputation as, as a football player, that connection, but stepping into the speaking world, you're looking for a whole different audience. Typically. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah, and you'd be surprised, Robert, how similar uh, professional football and professional speaking mm-hmm. really are, Um you prepare uh, for that the, the next job. You uh, you uh, perform at a high level for a short period of time. You uh, evaluate what went on and try to fix what went wrong and and repeat what went right and and you go on to the next one. I mean, it's it's football, but I never got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you could say that about a lot of jobs. Um, there's there's uh, peaks and valleys and and your your you're pushing towards completing a project, you're pushing towards, uh, you know, getting, getting that product out into the market, you're, then, you know, then that's all, all of a sudden you're pushing towards something else, getting in a different store whatever you're doing. Um, and and, and having, a, having the ability to focus, having the ability to, uh, to, to be honest and forgiving with yourself, which I think is, is huge. One, one of the big parts of my, my speeches is is honesty and forgiveness. There's mm. uh, In professional football, everything is evaluated. Everything is taped. Uh, you sit in the meeting room with the other players. The coach is up there. No punches are pulled. He tells you what's right. He tells you what's wrong. And if, if you grade out 90%, you're an all-pro level player. So 10% of the time, he's hollering at you right in front of your peers. Um, and and uh, you've got to develop that. Sports mentality is what I call it, where you can where you can learn from those things uh, and you can be honest with yourself and said, yeah, I, I messed that up. But uh, here's how I'm going to get around that next time here. Here's how I'm going to fix that. And, uh, and and then you allow yourself to set some goals and and uh, reasonable short term specific steps to get you another step closer and closer and
0: closer to where you want to get. You mentioned a, a couple of things in there. So I want to come back to character. But I this. Uh... Being able to take getting yelled at, right? Getting yelled at in front of others. Being able, <laughs> being able to handle, I mean, that's, that, that. for a lot of people that would feel like failure. That would feel like, well, man, it's, I just got to quit, right? I, I'm not taking this, you know, from my boss or from this other guy, right? And, and yeah. especially when he yells at you in front of everybody else. So wh- what does that do for developing your character?
1: Well, um, I I from developing your character, that's a good question. Uh, in my mind, um, you have to understand where your boss, where your coach, where your uh, superior is coming from. Um, if, if they have more knowledge, if they understand the system a little better than you do, uh, they're not only trying to get you right, but they're trying to get the guys in the, in the room along with you right. Everybody has to know this is the wrong way to do it. Don't do it this way. We're not a, a 10-year-old Girls' soccer team. We can take it if he tells us we were wrong because we were wrong, and we got to fix that. And 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 most of the time, going into the meeting, you already know when he's going to yell at you. You've got a pretty good concept of that. Um, but uh, yeah, he's got your best interest in mind. He's got the team's best interest in mind. So so understanding where um, where that. Uh, that yelling is coming from, I guess, is is probably what helped me as far as the character thing. He wants me to be the best I can possibly be. I, and I and I and I would want nothing else from a from a coach or from a boss.
0: No, that's if you know, right, if you know in your heart that he wants the very best for you, that changes yeah, everything changes everything for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about character on, on a deeper level. Obviously, you know, you're honest talking about honesty, you talk about you know integrity and and those characteristics um as as a professional football player obviously you're you're in front of the world right your your name has a, a reputation the team has a reputation and and character you know obviously we've seen what happens when when players don't have that character right how does that transition into the entrepreneurial world um How does it
1: transition? I think one of the things that professional athletes don't realize is that um, their uh, resume is the goodwill they've developed in the communities they played in. Once they get out, uh, your body's not going to be a professional athlete forever. (laughs) Your body eventually says, "No, I can't do this anymore." Um, And and having that um, that character that uh, connection with your community—that that people know they can count on you, that people uh, you know have 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 been touched by you personally—I think is a great advantage. Um, you know, there are there are some advantages to be to have a name recognition. Uh, as a member of the National Speakers Association, um, I sit through through these meetings, and and a large percentage of um, what you're trying to develop as a as a professional speaker is name recognition. I've already got name recognition. <laughs> I, need, I just got to switch it over a little bit <laughs> to, the, to the speaking side. So, um, I, yeah, there's there's definitely advantages to it. Uh, but there's also, you know, you're, you're held responsible. There's no question about it. And, and actually you're held to a higher level of, um, uh, uh, of performance, a higher level of, um, uh, you know, uh, just behavior yeah, just behavior than, than, than other people are just because the cameras are always on you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There is definitely a higher level of scrutiny and, 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 and maybe in some ways it, it seems unfair, right? That in that some ways, your way. life, your in some life way. is exposed at a higher level than most people's.
1: Yeah. There's, there's no question about that, but there's so many advantages. Uh, I got involved with a number of different charity organizations through the years. Um, and if I just showed up at their stuff, it made a huge difference for them. Uh, and 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 to me, that what a what an opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. If you you know just just uh, just show up and and, and be present. So uh, that that to me has been has been a great advantage to uh, to that scrutiny and that that whole thing is you know it's it's. Uh, yeah, uh, you're on parade. If if you don't want to be on parade, then that I go fishing or I, I hang out at home or whatever. But uh, and and still, I've been retired for 26 years. Uh, wow! And people stop me all the time. You know, oh yeah, I remember this player, that player. You know, my my niece was your babysitter 40 <laughs> years ago or whatever. You know, it's just yeah,
0: it's uh, it's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So you mentioned, obviously, um, contribution and being able to to have an impact in the community. Um, how important is contribution now that you're an entrepreneur and and outside of that? you know? Well, I've chosen.
1: Yeah, I've chosen a route, Robert, that is every every time I'm up in front of a, an organization, every time I'm up in front of individuals, my hope, my my drive is I want to change this person's life and make their lives better. Mm. Uh, that's that's what I'm there for. I want to I want to um, get everybody on the same page. I, I look at um, I look at teamwork, I think, a little differently than a lot of people do. Just uh, anybody can turn on a television set and watch the uh, NCAA tournament and see who's playing like a team and who's playing like a bunch of guys. You can you can tell. I mean, in a sports situation, and uh, football, baseball, basketball, any of them, uh, it's real obvious to to just you know, just any and a, a non sports person can look and see. Okay, these guys are playing like a team. These guys aren't playing like a team. But then they don't look at themselves. They don't they don't look at their their family, their community, their business, and say. We're a team. Uh, we've we've got to act like a team if we're going to be successful, uh, and and they know that. But but my job is to remind them of that and really put it back on them and and and, and see how it it affects their lives and affects their uh, their families' lives and their communities' lives.
0: I like that. So challenging people: Are you being a team player with your family? Are you being a team player in your work environment? Um, and then, of course, you even mentioned entrepreneurs that you're not really out there alone right you you're outsourcing you're 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 getting in obviously your connections and network are you being a team player with with those people around you that's pretty powerful yeah
1: yeah i mean if, if you if you want to be a leader uh in the community if you want to be a leader in your family if you want to be a leader uh in the business world uh who are you leading? Right, it's other people. You, I mean, you can't be a leader by yourself. There's
0: no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is this is pretty true. So, so earlier on, you you talked about honesty, but you also talked about forgiveness. So let's let's dig into the the power and value of forgiveness.
1: Yeah, if you're going to take a step forward, you've got to be able to forgive yourself. Um, I uh, I tell a story about uh, about myself. Uh, I I got shot turkey hunting. Um, and uh the I, I, you know it was an accident um, but but and it was somebody that I knew that was you know uh, somebody who was uh, a huge part of my life and and uh, I knew how much hunting meant to them and they never went hunting again they, oh. they would not forgive themselves um, and would not step beyond that and we've all got things in our backgrounds where we've made a mistake something went wrong uh, and, and, and instead of being honest and forgiving with ourselves and say, OK, I made a mistake here, I made a mistake there, I made another mistake there. It's just, no, I, I can't do that. I'm, I'm out. Right. And, and, and I, I don't know that I know anybody who ha- doesn't have one little one little piece of their life that they've thrown out already and, and maybe more. Um, and, and that's sad. Uh, we all have potential. Uh, But when you when you start cutting off that potential, some, you know, down the line, something you did as a kid or a young person, um, all of a sudden that that whole possibility is thrown out the door and then it's a sad thing. So that that um, that forgiveness piece is huge. As like I said, as a football player you got to do it every single and you got to do it with the guy next to you cuz you're sitting next to him and the coach is yelling at him and you say, "Oh, that's why that play they just scored a touchdown. It wasn't my fault. It was your fault." <laughs> but but yeah, he's learning, you're learning, you fix that, and the next week something else is wrong and you, and you fix those things, but you got to be honest with yourself if you're going to move forward and and take those steps.
0: So so let's talk about the power of forgiveness when when it comes to forgiving others, right? I mean, obviously it's easy to say, well, glad that was his fault. But, but at the same time, if we're, if we're playing the blame game in the locker room, we're not going to get anywhere, right?
1: No, no, you definitely got to help each other. You got to be – you got to um, – really, I feel like the teams that I played on um, back in the 80s would beat the teams nowadays because we were together. We knew each other. I knew what I knew what uh, Rulon Jones' strengths were and his weaknesses were, and 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 how to cover for him and how he was going to cover for me, and, and we were going to play as a team. That's that's the the value of of, of being honest, uh, understanding each other's strengths and weaknesses, use the strengths of the individual to help the team succeed use the strengths of the team to cover for the weaknesses of the individual if the individual doesn't have any weaknesses then fine but that's not true I don't know anybody who doesn't have weaknesses somewhere in their game whether it's the football game the dad game the husband game the whatever game so so uh, yeah um, you've got you you've got to be able to be honest with yourself and you got to be able to be honest and forgiving with with the people around you or else you're not going to be able to help them
0: yeah. So so what happens when somebody doesn't forgive? I, I deal with entrepreneurs all the time that feel like, you know, oh, I, I can be. I can have this grudge against my uncle and, and it won't impact my business. It won't impact the things I'm doing in my business.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I. I don't think that's true. I think I think you have um, only so much. Room in your mind, only so much time in the day. Um, and, and if you're dwelling on negative things, if you're dwelling on, uh, you know, this might happen to me again stuff, uh, you're 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 just cutting off, uh, cutting off your, your toe. I mean, you're just really you are you're just taking, OK, this piece of me uh, is 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 gone um, and, and, and I can't trust people or I can't uh, work in this situation there, there's an opportunity out the door. So, sure. so in my, yeah, in my mind, yeah, def, definitely, You can't holding grudges. That's, that's a, that's a bad deal.
0: I like that illustration. You're cutting off a piece of you because you can't, it's no longer usable to you because you you've dedicated it to that grudge. That's pretty yeah. powerful. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned dwelling on negative things. What do you do to keep, keep yourself positive and, and focused on the positive?
1: wow um i think part of it's my nature i think part of it is um that i've had to to me success is overcoming obstacles robert that's what it is i i was not a great athlete as a kid i was a a jv football player as a junior in high school As a senior in high school, I was All-State as a tight end in defensive then, but I was too small to play major college football. So I went to a Division II school on a one-third scholarship, which they took away after two years because they (laughs) said, we know your dad's a doctor. He can afford this school. So I left there, and I walked on at the University of Minnesota. I earned a scholarship there. I got injured. They tried to take the scholarship away. I was the 310th pick of the draft, 20 guys away from Mr. Irrelevant. I was not that guy who's supposed to make it. But I overcame, and I overcame, and I overcame, and I saw opportunity, and I saw possibility, and when there was an opportunity and a possibility, I grabbed a hold of it. And that doesn't happen if you're negative. Hmm. There's no way that can happen if you're negative. You gotta, you, you've gotta find the, the, the positive, the, the, the piece of of. When, when this COVID thing happened, I, w- I was thinking, ah, oh, I've never been anywhere like this before. This is a horrible situation. And then I started thinking about it, and I'd been there. I've I'd, I'd been injured. i had been sitting in the training room while the other guys are out practicing and getting ready for the next season and, and lifting weights and running and doing all the stuff that they were doing. But then I focused on what I was capable of focusing on. OK, um, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the best uh, rehab guy this team has ever seen. I'm going nice. to be there and I'm, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to make uh, I'm going to make connections with guys across the team. Now in the NFL, uh, you know the black guys hang out with the black guys, the white guys hang out with the white guys, the old guys hang out with the old guys, the offense <laughs> hangs out with the offense. I mean it's just it's just comfortable. It's not it doesn't mean anything. It's just comfortable. But if you're a leader, you got to be able to cross those lines. So I had an opportunity because of the injury to to cross some of those lines and make connections across those lines, and and I took advantage of that. So so yeah, uh, bad things happen, negative things happen, but that doesn't mean you can't
0: move forward in that situation. Nice. So is that Minnesota? Is that Golden Gophers? Golden or?
1: Gophers strikes oh, fear in your heart, doesn't
0: it? Man, I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> the only thing less scary would be the mice, I guess. I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, but at least you, at least you found a place, right? You landed someplace yeah. that, that had a program and 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 you were able to keep developing. And so that's, that's yeah, actually, cool. I grew
1: up as a Gopher fan. My dad used to take me to games. Uh, for, when, when I was coming out of high school, that's where I wanted to play. Uh, they had recruited me, and then on the last minute, they uh they said, uh, you know, they signed somebody they weren't expecting to sign. And so, you know, if you want to walk on, I was mad, so I left and I, and I went to August. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then you came back,
1: and then I came back. That coach wasn't there anymore.
0: <laughs> at least you had a, like I said, at least you had a place to land. Sometimes it, exactly. it, it feels like there, there's not always a, a place to land. So obviously you've developed a great deal of confidence and your sports um, career has, has helped with, with that. In the transition to speaking, um, how, how have you continued to to keep your confidence level high? Um
1: I love what I do. I think more than anything. Uh, if you can find something that that you uh, you thrive and, and you love, then 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 pursue it. Then the, then all the challenges and the you know paying taxes in 16 cities. I'm doing that right <laughs> here. So, I got to I got to pay taxes in every state I speak in. So it's <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, so stuff like that that just is annoying. Uh, kind of is, is water off a duck to me. I I. I uh, I love what i do um and the, probably the thing i missed most from football was the adrenaline that um that excitement that pre-game rush that you get and and when you get up and, and give a speech you get that and, and i would think most entrepreneurs when you when you make the big sale when you make the big connection whatever you get you get that charge and to me that's that's what it's about that that uh, I've put in all this work, and I've gotten to this point, and 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 I'm making a difference today. And and to me, that's there's nothing better.
0: Nice. So let's talk a little bit about the impact of being an author and and writing your book.
1: Yeah, um, I've written a couple books. Uh, one was uh, ghost written for me when I was playing. Uh, the one that I'm I'm uh, most proud of is Heart of a Student Athlete. Uh, right here, there, oh, there it is um i'm i've got dyslexia so writing is not easy for me that was a five-year project it's not a very thick book but uh it's won some national awards uh talks about the concepts i talk about when i'm speaking for groups teamwork courage dedication desire honesty and forgiveness goal setting a uh, universal keys to success that applied uh when your grandparents were you know uh working and, and that will apply when your grandchildren are working so it yeah they're they're universal things and and across the board and uh story based but like like my speeches and and, and a lot of fun
0: nice so obviously you have a, you still have uh a, a passion for student athletes and and their families right i think yeah. you recognize the impact this has on parents and what what, what what raising a college athlete high, you know high high level of high school athlete um, does to a family and the impact that that has, and so I know that, that that's. I mean, you called it the heart of the student athlete because I think that's your heart, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and then all pro advice for competitors and their families piece is everybody's got a a nephew who's a soccer player or you know whatever. It's it's a universal experience where um, people want to know how they can help how they can support what what they can do. And 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 in my mind, that's that's the cool thing. I mean my my uh, my dad is a sweet, kind, gentle guy. I don't know how he spawned an NFL linebacker, but he did. And and he supported us. I mean he's an obstetrician guy in a college. I remember my very first game I'm I'm 10 years old. It's it's a it's a full tackle helmet pads, you know, the kids are like uh, uh, out there with the tape on their forehead so the coach can tell which kid is who. And, and, and I'm playing my first game and dad had rounds that morning, got there a little late. Um, so I was already done playing when he got there and I'm on the bench and he puts his arm around me and so, asked me, Carl, uh, what do you think about football? Um, my response as a 10 year old child was dad, I really love to smash guys. <laughs> I was a linebacker. That's who, that's who I was. And, and, and I know that had to be foreign to him. But he he uh, he supported us. I, I, I I'm pretty sure we were the only high school football team in Minnesota to have an OBGYN as the team doctor. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that, was,
0: sends a, that sends a weird message.
1: <laughs> we were good. We we were we were undefeated uh, that year until the until the playoffs, and then we ended up losing. But uh, but yeah, we uh, it was it was. Uh, it was great to have the support of my parents and my, my mom, you know, washing all that muddy stuff and taking care of, all that. you know, she she supported in, in her own way.
0: We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue.com the number two life.com add value to life.com forward slash shift. If you enjoyed the show, please like, and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So, so let's talk about family, the challenges of, of obviously playing in the NFL creates a chaotic schedule as a, as a parent. And then of course, I mean, just, just, being able to design your life with your wife as an entrepreneur,
1: yeah, um, which is probably fairly similar to uh, <laughs> to the football thing, uh, because when when you're the entrepreneur, you're in charge. You're it's it's your business. Uh, you can't let things go. You if if, if somebody's sick, then you got to cover for them. If, you know, for me, um, Kathy, my my wife has been. Uh, unbelievable help throughout this whole thing. Uh, we met when we were 15, uh, me before, you know, when I was the JV football player, (laughs) she knew knew me, um, and, and has supported me through this, uh, this change and this adjustment and, and, uh, the challenges that it it brings. I mean, I'm life is I'm 60, I'm 61 years old. You know, life, life has uh, thrown us a lot of curve balls through the years, three kids. Um, you know, probably 15 dogs. <laughs> in those years. Whatever, just all the the stuff that comes and goes and comes and goes. And 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 if you don't have a if you don't have a partner, um, if you don't have somebody to to um, bounce things off of, somebody to support you when you're down, and somebody to uh, pull you back to earth when you're too high. <laughs> whatever.
0: Uh,
1: I, I don't know how you can do it. Truthfully. Kathy's been a huge piece of of, of my success and our family's success.
0: Well, it's pretty impressive. You guys have been together three quarters of your life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, she's she's a a huge piece of it for sure.
0: All right. So this is going to be a challenging question because you've been together quite a while, but what was your most memorable date? (laughs) Wow. Um,
1: We did a our our first honeymoon uh, I was uh, it was 1983 my rookie year and uh, Dan Reeves gave me Monday off so we had Monday and Tuesday we went to Lake Tahoe and got married um, so we had a second honeymoon later when uh, we could actually do something and we went to uh, went to Tahiti and Ranjorola and I mean just a beautiful part of the world um, I would say that was probably the most memorable.
0: Nice date <laughs> <laughs> nice I mean you know it's it is interesting right yeah you get married on a weekend it's pretty much a rush a rush kind of thing there's not time for a honeymoon we gotta we gotta go back and play football so
1: right yeah no there was there was nothing I actually had to um had to have uh, surgery on my elbow uh, oh we were yeah it was yeah. So, so yeah, everything, everything uh, happens for a reason. And, uh, and, and uh, it was good to go and do that in, in Tahiti. That was awesome. All
0: right. So how important is play and fun?
1: How much, how important is
0: play and fun?
1: Play and fun. Yeah. Um, I I think it's important. Uh, I, I, Spend time um, just messing around with my dog, or doing so, something every day. I, I, think, I think if you're not um, if you're not able to change your mind over from business, uh, step away from business um, for a minute, for for an hour, for whatever you can, you've got room for. I, I think it, it it really limits the ideas that come to your head. When when I'm out running with my dog, or when I'm out doing something else, I, I get my best ideas. Things all of a sudden just are there, and it's uh, I, I don't know why. But if I'm really grinding and, and forcing it, it, it doesn't happen and nearly nearly as often as as when I'm when my mind is is happy and I'm and I'm I'm out doing something I like doing. I'm a big fisherman and a hunter, and um, I love the outdoors. and And that's that's where where my ideas come.
0: Nice. So you mentioned fishing outdoors, walking with the dog. What else do you love to do in your free time?
1: Well, uh, that's, that's a big part of it. I, you know, we, my wife and I walk with the dog quite a bit. Um, the running with the dog is, is, is fun too. Um, but yeah, the the hunting fishing, um, are, are things that, that are, are passions of mine. And then when I have a moment, that's what I do. I end up golfing sometimes, but I'm not a golfer. I, I end up golfing when, when, uh, uh, a company wants me to golf in their in their tournament that's at the convention that I'm speaking at, or or you know it's a charity event and I can make a difference. But, but yeah, if I if if you if you say you got the day off, um, what do you want to do? Uh, I'll be fishing or hunting.
0: <laughs> nice. <clears throat> yeah, Top Golf was the brilliant invention, right? Because you don't have to be a golfer to Top Golf, and everybody can just stand there and smack balls wherever they go, and and right, necessarily have to be any good at it.
1: Yeah, I can hit the ball a long way. I just don't know where it's going to land.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what they put those big nets up for. <laughs> Absolutely. So obviously in your book, you, you talk about courage. And and obviously it takes a lot of courage. To, I mean, just just to play professional sports, but the, the courage to come back from an injury, the courage to, to step out of professional football and start your own business. Um, yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit why, how is courage so valuable and how can somebody develop their courage?
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I split courage into two, two things, two kinds of courage, courage to try new things and the courage to be decisive. Mm. Uh, the courage to try new things. Um, people hate change, <laughs> you know, people do, I, you know, it's just it's it's so difficult to talk people into changing um, and and having the courage to try new things is vital. You can't improve without changing. It's not po- improvement is change, right? There, there's, yeah. So, so the the thought that that I'm gonna um, somehow get better without changing just doesn't. It's not. It's not possible. Um, so. I try to try. I try to do new things. Have the courage to try new things. Step outside of my box. I I had never played linebacker in my life until my third year in the NFL. Wow. I was always a lineman. Uh, my coach, a ten-year-old coach, said Mecklenburg, you're a big kid. You're a lineman, right? And then that's <laughs> what I was. Um, I got to the pros. Uh, Joe Collier and, and Merle Moore came to me and said, Carl, uh, you know we need, have a need at linebacker. Uh, we think you can, you can fill that need. We'll give it a shot. Um, and it's a very different position. You gotta, you gotta think differently. You gotta move differently. You've gotta, uh, you gotta go into pass coverage, which I never moved backwards on a football field on purpose in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there's all these things, but, but I believed in my coaches and I believed in myself and I said, yeah, uh, I ended up making the Pro Bowl that year as an All-Pro linebacker,
0: and you still got to smash people,
1: and I still got to smash people. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that that that's one of the examples I, I use, uh, it, and 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 anybody can look at their past and see when they when they make uh, leaps, when they make um, big steps in their lives, it's because they've had the courage to try something new, to step outside of their comfort zone, and say okay. Um, we're going to do this. Now, the the decisiveness thing is is huge. Uh, I found out early on in my career, I'm, I, I I was the 310th pick of the draft, 20 guys away from Mr. Irrelevant based on my 40 time. I wasn't fast enough to play in the NFL, but I found out early on in my career, if I could take the first step in the right direction before anybody else did, all the angles would change in my favor. The tight end couldn't put, pin me in the, the guard couldn't cut me off. The fullback couldn't keep me from getting to the line. Everything changed. And it was just trusting myself enough to take that first step before anybody else did that decisiveness piece. And, and how do you, how did he become decisive? Well, preparation is going into each situation, having an understanding of of what's going to happen and, and how, how it's going to happen and who you're going to meet and how you can help them. And, 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 uh, Take advantage of those opportunities when they come and be decisive. Uh, I, I, I remember watching um, Peyton Manning's retirement speech and he went back to it over and over and over again. No one's going to prepare me. That was his thing. Um, and, it, and it allowed him to be decisive. Uh, he was not, when he got to the Denver Broncos, he was a terrible quarterback <laughs> from a physical standpoint. He could, His hand was numb. He couldn't hardly feel the ball. He could throw the ball maybe 20 yards. But he knew what you were doing on defense because he was so well-prepared. He knew who he was going to be open and he could get the ball there. It wasn't pretty, but he did it. And And that team, you know, ended up uh, playing in the Super Bowl and then ended up winning the Super Bowl later. and it, And it happened because... Peyton was decisive, and he was decisive because he had prepared. So, one of the things I try to do every morning is get up, and do a little Bible study, thinking about what's going on uh, today uh, or coming up uh, in the next couple of days, and 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 prepare. You know, who 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 am I going to talk to? How can I influence them? How can I help them? Um, and, and and then, when those opportunities come, I can jump on it.
0: Hmm. So you mentioned uh, Bible study. What what other routines have helped you?
1: Well, like I said, that that uh, time to to focus in the morning, where um, where I can make sure I'm um, up to date on everything that's going to happen that day, or if I need to prepare for something down the line, that that I know what those things are. Uh, that that. Um, That time, um, that centering time—I guess you could call it—or that that time of prayer, that time of um, of focus—I think is is invaluable. You just, you, I don't, I don't know how people get by without that. Um, so, so to me, that's 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 huge.
0: How how has gratitude played a role in your development and your growth?
1: That's a good question. I don't think and I've been interviewed a zillion times. I don't know that anybody's asked me that. Um, yeah, I I I am pretty sure that uh, gratitude is in thinking about it is 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 a very large piece of, of uh, where I come from. Uh, I talk about my 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 dad and my mom and my my coaches and. and and uh, Pat Bull and Earl, when, when I give up, get up and give a speech and, I, and I'm I'm speaking for an hour, I, my guess is 50 percent of what I say is is somehow connected to gratitude to somebody who influenced me in the past or mentored me in the past or or showed me the way in the past. Uh, so. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's a huge piece of of who I am um, and 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 hopefully who, who most people are. I, if, if, if you are so self focused that you think where you are now happened because of just because of you uh, I, I feel sorry for you uh, <laughs> there there are so many people in your background who have who have poked you and prodded you and corrected you and and patted you on the back and moved you forward in your life uh, that, that, that that you've got to be grateful for
0: for sure mm, that's so good you actually gave me goosebumps so <laughs> we talked a little bit about courage uh, and you mentioned, you know, courage to try, try new things, but, and you mentioned the comfort zone. So I, I think about, obviously there's huge similarities between personal development and, and sports and, you know, the physical fitness side of things, right? Like you don't, you didn't just jump in the gym and, and, you know, pump weights, you know, one time and, and you're in linebacker shape. Right. I mean, (laughs) the, the, the commitment to being uncomfortable is, is really what makes a professional player different from an average player or somebody that never makes, you know, professional sports. Right. I mean, I, I think there's a, a serious commitment to being uncomfortable in the gym, in, in recovery, in all of those areas. Um,
1: yeah, and- there's, there's, a, there's a number of, of, um, factors I think that, that come in, uh, I think pain tolerance is a piece of it Well nice. whether you say the uh the commitment to be uncomfortable or my my nerves don't work the same way your nerves do so i'm not as uncomfortable as you are my <laughs> 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 i i and and i yeah i've had 18 football related surgeries i missed six games in 12 years um incredible you did but my dad says when I was a little kid, and he spanked me. I'd look at him like, "What are you doing, Dad?" I understand what I did was wrong, but it's not, I don't feel it, but that's great. I just I, so so. I, you know, I'm just wired a little different than a lot of people are. I think that helped, um, but I also think that uh, that yeah, um, you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. You're putting yourself in a in a do or die. Um, your your body is thinking, you know, fight or flee. Uh, it's it's full blast. Uh, there's no question about that. Now, um, I I I think some people thrive in those situations and other people don't, and I, and I'm not sure why that is. Um, I know when I get up and give a speech, I'll never be as embarrassed as I was in those Super Bowl losses that we had, (laughs) but I, I, you know, I, I've made, I, I've, I've been in the worst situation that I could possibly put myself in, in front of the whole world. And the sun came up the next day and my wife still loved me and my kids were there and, and, and the team started over. Everybody was tied. We're no zero and zero. We're all in first place, uh, and 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 uh, and all of a sudden, you know, off it went. And and uh, so failure's not, um, in my mind anyway, failure's not something uh, to be afraid of. To to keep you from from trying new things, from stepping outside of your comfort zone. Uh, failure is something that's going to happen. Uh, if, if you push, if if you have the courage to try new things, if you have the courage to be decisive, uh, if you don't try new things, every day is failure.
0: Huh. Yeah, it's so good. Well, and, and and I think you go from that worst day of your life, right? Losing the Super Bowl. And, and and yet the sun comes up the next day. And I assume you guys went back to film and you tried to figure out, OK, we don't ever want to feel this way again. How do we avoid it? Right.
1: Uh, Actually, I was fortunate enough to uh, be headed to Hawaii for the pro bowl and each of the three super bowl losses. So (laughs) we just got on a flight directly from that city to to whatever, wherever we're going. Although the last, the last loss I had cartilage torn in both my knees in that game. Um, I had already invited my family to be in Hawaii and with us and stuff. So uh, yeah, I was just kind of limping around, uh, Hawaii for a week.
0: (laughs) Ouch. But it does take, I mean, I think that's a, entrepreneurs have to face failure in a similar way as, as a professional athlete, right? You're going to lose, you're going to miss shots and, and you've got to be, you've got to be okay with that. You've got to see it as a learning opportunity, as a, as I need to prepare better. I need to to do this different, I need to use different language in my sales call. All of those kinds of things, because if you see it as failure, and you just it's it's too easy to quit, right? right.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, once again, failure is part of success. You can't you can't know what to do right if you haven't done what's wrong. Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> but you, I mean, you don't how how. how it, Somewhere along the line, um, I've done everything you can possibly do wrong as a linebacker, <laughs> and it reinforced it. you know that was wrong. It didn't work out very good for me. Um, hopefully, you can learn from others' mistakes. Hopefully, you can learn from coaching. Hopefully, you can learn from books, from from programs like yours. Uh, but people are stubborn. People are, uh, you know. Uh, Surprised when 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 advice other people had given them comes true, uh, so so uh, yeah. Don't don't be surprised when something doesn't go exactly right. Learn from it. If I figure out another way around it, uh, talk to your mentors. Talk to your other people in your situation. Find out how they've overcome that situation. I speak for conferences where there's you know a thousand people in the same industry. You know competitors. At, the rest of the year, except for that that four or five days, um, and and I advise them every time, for, you know, make connections. Uh, identify somebody who's in the same, at the same place, in the same type of company that you're in, and, and talk to them, learn from them. Uh, there's somebody in this room right now who solved the problem that's been bothering you for years. Find them, fix it, uh, and and it doesn't happen without being. Uh, proactive, uh, without, uh, making those connections without, uh, being honest and forgiving with yourself and saying, yeah, I got this problem. Let's fix it.
0: Mm, that's so good. I, I wanted to ask about the difference between, a, a your sports coaches, right? The linebacker coach, the head coach, the, and, and mentors and coaches and on the business side.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think, um, the difference is that 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 it's it's a it's like you have a you're paying a coach to coach you um, on the business side. It would be like a coach in in the NFL, where their actual job, their livelihood, is around making you the best they can possibly make you. Um, uh, a mentor's a, got a different situation. A mentor's somebody who's uh, more like a family member, more like somebody who's. Uh, Got your best interests in mind, um, uh, but is is hopefully isn't going to just dress you down <laughs> and beat you up when you need that. Uh, I, I've I've never had a mentor that way. Now I have had some guys who were uh, coaches and mentors um, and and teammates who were coach who helped coach me and mentor me, um, but it it. Um, it was more of a love situation rather than a work situation, I guess. Uh, and, and more of a, yeah, uh, I know you got my best interests in mind. So uh, whatever you say, I'll take it with a grain of salt, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it knowing that that's, that's the truth.
0: Hmm. So powerful. Well, you mentioned t- encouraging people in a room to, to network, right. To connect, to find somebody that's solved the problem you have. Um, how valuable is creating connections and and um obviously like you said you you're the opposite of most people in the speaker association right you you have the reputation now you just got to find the audience that that right that, that wants you wants your reputation right so yeah. so you've kind of done it backwards and so
1: <laughs> yeah no but there but there's great lessons to be learned and and not only you know i can I can go to a National Speakers Association Colorado meeting or the, the big national meetings and and I can sit there and and unbelievable presentations all, all week long over and over and over again. And some of it is applicable and some of it isn't. Uh, there's so many different ways to do this job. Uh, it's great to be exposed to ways that that I'm not going to participate in. Uh, I can say, okay, now I know what that is. Uh, that doesn't apply or that's something I'm not interested in. So the more you learn about your industry, the more you learn about your uh, um, little niche in that in that world, uh, the more you can you can make educated decisions on, yeah this this is right for me, this is right for our, our team, or it's not. So so uh, yeah, there's great things to learn. Both positively and negatively from uh, from peers.
0: Mm, so powerful. So you also speak and, and wrote about desire. How how is desire in, an important characteristic?
1: Yeah, desire is is, is huge. Um, to me, um, desire has got to be an internal thing that that uh, that that drives you daily. Um, I, I look at leadership and, and, and uh, moving forward as, as three factors, um, connection, uh, commitment, and cornerstones. Cornerstones are just who you are. Uh, when I played for the Broncos, our cornerstones were uh, winning championships and serving the community. They're, they're, that's, that's who we were. Wow as as an organization, our commitment was more of a day to day to day kind of thing, and that was to prepare to win each game. and even if we were out of the playoffs and we were it uh, would maybe help the team uh, move up in draft status for the next uh, season uh, we it, if we lost we didn't we didn't approach it that way. We had a culture of winning. Uh, Pat bullen understood that and we prepared to win each game. Uh, and then the connection piece having that having that uh, understanding of what the person next to you is good at and what they're not good at and putting them in a position to be successful. Um, and, and so that, that was, that was the, the, the way I look at things um, and, and whether it's as an individual or whether it's as a team, I think those things. are fun.
0: Nice. Well, and I think, I mean, obviously Napoleon Hill wrote about desire in, you know, hundreds, hundred years ago that, you know, you need a burning desire inside of you that, that, burning desire is what's going to force you to jump out of bed in the morning and force you to have that dedication. Right. And I think yeah. you've shown a great deal of dedication in developing yourself and in, in accomplishing the goals that you've set for yourself, yeah. um, both as an a, uh, as an athlete and as a as a professional speaker. Yeah, Dedication to me is hard
1: work, constant learning and mm-hmm. refusing to quit. Those three things. If you can um, if you can buy into the, the value of hard work and, and uh, uh, don't let yourself go stale without without learning, you know, constant learning and, and the refusing to quit because it like like we've already talked about a couple of times in different topics that ultimately that's that's uh, the difference between people who are successful and those who aren't. It's not that they don't fail. It's just that they don't quit. It's hmm. so good.
0: All right, what inspires you, Carl? Wow, um,
1: great leadership uh, inspires me. Um, uh, watching sports uh, on TV and seeing seeing guys come through in, in clutch situations. Uh, I'm not a baseball fan, but I'll always watch the the World Series. I'm not a you know I'm not a, a big basketball fan, but I'm I'm watching the the NCAA's because uh, just Seeing how people react under pressure, I guess, inspires me. And whether that's in a business situation, whether that's in a sports situation, uh, you know, the Ukraine's leaders now—that uh, that's an inspiring thing to me. How they're able to uh, to stand up under the pressure they're under. So, so to me, I guess that's that's it. The that, the the focus on people in in really tough, uh, pressurized situations that come through. Mm, so good. All right. What is your big dream? My big dream. Wow, I have lived so many dreams. Um, being a professional football player, being a dad, uh, uh, marrying my high school sweetheart, and, and and living my whole life with her, um, having the opportunity to influence people from a from a positive standpoint uh, almost weekly uh, for the last fifteen years, uh, just so, so many things have come, come true. Uh, I I want, I want to push further though. I I want to, I want to um, impact more people, have, have a, have a chance to, uh, to uh, maybe get international with my speaking, which isn't something I've done very often. When, when I speak uh, overseas, it's usually for an American company who's over there (laughs) type, type stuff. So maybe, maybe if, if there's anything I haven't accomplished in, from a, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I guess, uh, maybe expanding the range of of my message.
0: Nice. I love that. All right, Carl, you've spent an hour. You've been sitting with a young entrepreneur, and you want to leave him with Carl's words of wisdom. What would you share?
1: Wow. Um, For me, it was that decisiveness.
0: Don't be afraid.
1: Um, Prepare, and when the opportunity arises, jump on it. Be decisive. Uh, That's how I made it in the NFL. That's how I've made it as a professional speaker.
0: Uh, when opportunity's there, I'm ready and I go. Nice, Carl. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate all the wisdom you shared. Thank you for sharing your heart stories and, and I just appreciate the value you've added to my audience. Thanks, Robert. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at AddValueMindset.com. That's A D D Value Mindset com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com. In our next episode, Alf Gizzo and I talk about his entrepreneurial journey and how solving a problem created a business. He started creating websites that generated leads and now is an expert at helping business owners avoid shiny object syndrome in the digital marketing world.